Hi, everyone. I'm Jeff Zeleny, CNN's chief national affairs correspondent, in for our political director, David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, April 6th. The U.S. slapped Russia with more sanctions today, but the prospect of a prolonged war has some asking, are they actually working? Now, the United States announced a new round of sanctions today against Russia's largest financial institutions, along with a number of people with close ties to the Kremlin. There were two notable targets, Russian President Vladimir Putin's two adult daughters. The sanctions come after reports from Ukrainian officials of civilians being tortured and killed, with those horrific images coming from the Ukrainian city of Bucha. President Biden commented on the sanctions today as he met with members of organized labor unions at an event in Washington. Civilians executed in cold blood, bodies dumped into mass graves, a sense of brutality and inhumanity left for all the world to see unapologetically. There's nothing less happening than major war crimes. Responsible nations have to come together to hold these perpetrators accountable. And together with our allies and our partners, we're going to keep raising the economic cost and ratchet up the pain for Putin and further increase Russia's economic isolation. These new sanctions are an attempt to block access to U.S.-held financial assets for family members and other close associates of the Russian president. Of course, as we've learned over the last several weeks and months, the assets of Putin are not in his hands. He's been known to put some of those assets potentially with family members like his daughters and other associates. This is simply the latest wave of sanctions that have come down from the U.S. and other Western countries trying to squeeze Russia. A senior administration official said the U.S. has already sanctioned more than 140 oligarchs and their family members and more than 400 government officials. So the list certainly is growing, often day by day, week by week. In this case, the U.S., working with the Group of Seven Nations and the European Union, imposed tough sanctions and blocked access for Spurbank, that is the largest financial institution in Russia, and Alpha Bank, one of the country's largest privately owned banks. The Justice Department also took steps against Russia today, with Attorney General Merrick Garland announcing the first criminal charges against a Russian oligarch since the invasion began at the end of February. He said the oligarch had tried to evade sanctions. The DOJ also said it had successfully disrupted a botnet controlled by the Russian military. At a briefing today, the Attorney General delivered this stern warning. It does not matter how far you sail your yacht. It does not matter how well you conceal your assets. It does not matter how cleverly you write your malware or hide your online activity. The Justice Department will use every available tool to find you, disrupt your plots, and hold you accountable. At the same time today, the White House also announced a ban on new investment in Russia, along with the G7 and EU, while NATO had a meeting of foreign ministers today. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken, who was at that meeting, said the U.S. had three goals when Russia invaded Ukraine. One was to support our Ukrainian partners. We're doing that. Two was to put extraordinary pressure on Russia. We're doing that. Three was to uh, make sure that we were shoring up the defenses of our own alliance, NATO. And we're doing that. The European Union is currently working on a fifth round of sanctions against Russia. The European Commission chief, Ursula von der Leyen, said the sanctions will partly target Russia's energy industry. 
This, of course, has been key all along. It is one of the things that has fueled Russia's ability to wage war. European countries survived and lived off of Russian energy. And that point was made stark today by these numbers. Since the beginning of the war, European Union member states have paid Russia 35 billion euros for energy just since the start of the invasion. That compares to $1 billion in aid to Ukraine. Now, Germany is showing signs of wanting to ease its reliance on Russian energy, but there's been no other sign from China, India, or other countries that do indeed rely on Russian energy. But as the West continues to pile on even more sanctions against Russia, the U.S. and its allies are finally facing up to the idea that this war will likely take some time, and there is clearly no end in sight. That was the direct message from NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg speaking in Brussels today. We have seen no indication that uh, President Putin has uh, changed his ambition to control uh, the whole of Ukraine uh, and also to rewrite uh, the international order. But at the same time, we have to be realistic and, and realize that this may last for a long time, for many months, for even years. Taken together, the harsh sanctions have clearly had deep implications for the Russian economy. It certainly closed the stock market for several weeks and has tanked the ruble, but it has done little to bring an end to the actual invasion. The threat of sanctions also didn't deter Putin from Russia's attack in the first place, and there hasn't been any major movement on a withdrawal or a negotiated settlement. Even as Russia vows to move its troops outside of Kyiv, that's been much more of a repositioning, not a withdrawal. That senior administration official we mentioned earlier also said the International Monetary Fund said Russia's economy was set to wipe out the past 15 years of economic gains. So clearly the sanctions have decimated the Russian economy, but have not stopped the war. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said today the economic devastation is set to spill over into other countries grappling with economic effects from the pandemic. So the war now is more than 40 days old. Once again today, President Biden used very stark and harsh language, referring back to the atrocities we saw earlier this week in Bucha. He referred to them again as major war crimes. And he said the latest rounds of sanctions were intended to do one thing, to further isolate Russia from the West. Now that clearly has happened. NATO has come together, Western leaders and alliances have come together. But the question is, what is this isolation leading to? As more death and devastation is revealed nearly by the day in many of these small cities that Ukrainian officials are still getting access to, the question is, are any of these sanctions actually going to end Putin's further advance? Those answers are in limited supply, even as more sanctions are on the table. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening, and please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing, netsuite.com briefing.